0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Editorial Director Stephanie Sloan, here with Senior Editor Mara Levinsky. Hello, everybody. So, Mara, today we're going to be talking to Daisy's Cassie Depaiva and Eric Martzoff. But first, it's the unofficial start of summer. And in this week's issue, we have our big summer preview, which gives all the scoop that is happening on every show. Uh, Now, summer was a big time for me with soaps when I was younger. My mom sent me Digest when I was at summer camp, which is how I became a lifelong reader of the magazine, actually. That's
0: so funny. I I definitely bought my first issue in the summer. I will never forget it. I saw Steve and Kayla's wedding on the cover. It was July 1988, and I had to snap it up. I think I still have a very beaten up copy somewhere. Um, I believe that's the biggest selling issue of all time, in fact. I mean, with good reason it 's stephen Kayla 's wedding. you know the summers were really instrumental for me in just becoming a soap fan in general because i was I was not the kind of young lady that enjoyed summer camp, and at a certain point, I think my mom just gave up on <laughs> trying to uh, convince me that I should be with other kids and kind of let, <laughs> let me do my own thing, and my own thing was watching soaps but uh, it it expanded my repertoire. you know, I was a day 's fan first, but then I had more time, and I could flip around and i I remember I actually. Started watching Guiding Light, which became my favorite show for many, many years because I read about Kim Zimmer leaving in Sobhopper Digest and knowing that she was a really big deal as Riva, I wanted to catch her before she left. And speaking of Cassie DePaiva, I remember my very first scene of Guiding Light that I ever saw and was so charmed by was Cassie and uh, Michael O'Leary, who played Rick, and a few other members of the Bauer clan making dinner together and impromptu singing using the broccoli as a microphone. <laughs> and it was so different from the other shows that I was watching to that point.
1: Felt so much more like homespun and I was like enchanted. Well, my favorite summer storylines, I have two. The first was all my children, Jenny and Jesse, going to New York City. Maybe because I grew up in New York City and I just thought it was like here they are, they're in my town. They were <laughs> in Pine Valley and now they're here. But I loved it. And I was a huge, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, Jenny Gardner fan, and I love Jesse as well. And then what sucked me into days of our lives, like in a day, was Bone Hope and their romance, and then they wound up in New Orleans that summer, and I was hooked. And it just, you know, I was in high school at the time. It just seemed like such a fantasy love story to me, Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm still watching Days Today. It's funny, because I remember, I think summer was like, it always was like, summer's
0: coming around, so there's going to be a young love story. It was like Mm -hmm. such a recipe, and there was more emphasis on that, and I think the thinking behind that was, of course, that kids were home from school, and the idea was that they would want to watch those kinds of aspirational, sweet, young love stories. And it was a chance for them to capture a younger audience by telling a story designed for their eyes specifically.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I can add that Lillian Holden at the Snyder Pond was always a big tune in for me. I totally love them. And I feel like nowadays you really don't see that as much, although B&B does have a young love story planned for the summer as we outline in the new issue. Yeah, and it's
0: it's not necessarily going to be front burner on General Hospital, but they are going to be not just focusing on Jocelyn and Oscar, but also filling out that teen scene a bit. So it's not that it's totally evaporated. It's just less of an emphasis, I think.
1: I think it's interesting that we've really seen soaps move away from that younger in the summer storytelling. But really, when you think about it, how many teens are watching soaps today? I mean, I'm sure there are, and I do still hear from people who are like, I watch with my mom or my grandmother. But my niece and her friends and my friends' kids who are teens, mm-hmm. they really just don't know from soaps.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I was at my 20 year college reunion last weekend. And I went into my old dormitory, and I was just flooded with memories of watching General Hospital with my housemates. And I've heard such amazing stories from people who would, like, crowd into the student centers to watch Luke and Laura all together or would gather together in the dorms to watch the day that, like, Phil was drafted into the Vietnam War, you know, even prior to that. And I I think— I just don't get the sense that soaps are big on college campuses anymore, and I think that communal viewing itself is probably not big on college campuses anymore because everyone has, like, an iPad to watch their content on as opposed to gathering together in a central place, and yet that makes me a little sad because it's such a special part of my college experience, sharing a daily ritual of watching the way that people do with their mom and grandma. Mm -hmm.
1: But when you think about it, there's a strong core group of devoted viewers tuning in still to Mm -hmm. see their favorites. Um, which is why I feel we get fans emailing, sending letters, sounding off online when they don't see the vets on the show
0: <laughs> and I think that's why I mean, how many interviews have we done with someone who's coming in as a new head writer or a new executive producer and we ask about their plans for the show? And like the first thing they always say is, we're gonna bring the focus back on the vets. you know it's like such a surefire way to get on the audience's good side if you make good on that promise. Hey, it's a good
1: way to get on my good side. <laughs> I mean, I want to see the vets too. I am at this point scary to say a thirty eight year viewer of soaps. I mean, I tune in because I care about these characters, I care about their journeys, and I totally get needing new generations, but I feel the majority of people who comprise today's soap audience also want to see the characters they know and love represented on the canvas.
0: Yeah, and I think to, to that point, we also see a lot of pushback when families are built around these new characters as opposed to bringing back relatives of established characters when there are so many opportunities to do so.
1: Absolutely. Well, on that note, look how Days brought Eve Donovan back, mm-hmm. as played by Cassie DePaiva. She's our guest today, along with Eric Martsov. Let's get them on the phone. Hi, Cassie. Hi, Eric. Hi. Hi, Hi Stephanie. You're word? here with Stephanie and with Mara Levinsky. Hi. Okay. Hi, Mara. Hi, Mara. So we're gonna talk some Brady and Eve here.
2: hmm That's a good topic. Oh
3: yeah. That works <laughs>
1: for me. <laughs> Um, so let's go back a little, uh, tell us what you first thought when you heard that they were going to pair up your characters. Okay.
2: So, so you you find out you're working with Cassie to and you immediately think to yourself, well, what's this, what's this, what's this lady going to be like? You know, I've, I've heard, I've heard about her reputation as being very kind and very giving and very selfless as far as, uh, her personally. And, uh, I just was wondering whether she was going to live up to the expectation. And she did, and she surpassed it. And she uh, she is literally one of the one of the brightest lights on stage. When uh, no one else is really looking at anybody else, if Cassie's on stage, she just kind of oh he is
4: oh so, he is just blowing it, isn't he? No, it's, it's true though. <laughs> so good.
2: I'll get the crew in here to testify. You don't need to. You don't need to believe me. It's true. They they love it, and she swears like a sailor. By the way, always, you know
4: always, because I mess up a lot. So when I do, it's like. Ugh! Very, very, very loud.
2: It's just it's just great because you have this tall, statuesque beauty, and all of a sudden you got these just F bombs thrown out of it. It's just hilarious.
4: Potty, potty mouth. Potty mouth. That's for sure. I love the dichotomy sure. of
2: it. It's cool.
4: Yeah. Well, when I found out I was getting to work with Eric Martoff, I kind of did cartwheels, even though I can't really do them because I am a little decrepit. But um, I was excited. I think he is just. You know, I just think he's one of the greatest actors that Dave has, and they're so lucky to have him, because he can do everything from unbelievably handsome and sexy to playing drama, playing an alcoholic, playing romantic, and also he's very, very quick-witted, and he's funny.
2: Well, talk, about, talk about talk butter in a muffin. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's right, muffin face. And That's your mom's muffin face, don't you forget it. But did you, um,
2: wait, did you know me, though? Like, th- we didn't know each other that well before we...
4: Well, I, you know, I, I had worked with you just a little bit the first time when I was, um, you know, robbing the cradle with JJ. So That's I had right. seen yeah. with you... And with you know, with Brady and Teresa, and of course, I think my character flirted with you right off the bat, which was.
2: That's right. You was, did. You walked was, into Teresa's apartment, kind of. You just you put your yeah. hands all over me. I don't even think it was scripted. You just. You, <laughs> I remember you taking your hands and just like rubbing my my chest or something.
4: I did. I said, "Oh yeah, this, is and it is. And I remember, and I remember la- when I came back again, and I had another one, and I ran up to you and hugged. Brady, as if I hadn't seen you. I mean, you know, as if you were like the love of my life. And Teresa was looking at me like, "What are you doing?" I was like,
2: and I, I kept looking in the script to see if it was actually scripted that Eve puts her hands all over Brady. And uh, I got to tell you, it wasn't in there.
3: And, uh, no, I don't ever. Do I was like, this that. is a confident, Samuel
2: confident woman, like just coming in and owning it. And I was like deal away.
4: I'm good. It's fine. Well, that that was her, uh, you know, that was her mo, and you know, it, it it paid off for me. Look, you know, four years later, I'm working off the, the my muffin face, so I'm really happy, <laughs> <laughs> and I get to butter his muffin,
1: so yeah. it's good. <laughs> um, Eric Brady has not had the best track record in the romance department. So, did you think that is- Eve could, I don't know, reverse the curse?
2: God, that is such an understatement to say that he, I mean, he is just batting zero for zero for zero. Uh, the poor guy just addicted to engagements, addicted to falling in love and he just can't do it. It's like an alcoholic that can't find booze, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, I, I really did have hopes about this because. In an age where there's all this new love going on, and you have these these kids running around and bumping into each other in the square. And oh, I think I like. I'm not That you know, I felt like even Brady was such a departure from that. They were a very mature relationship, and um, you know, both, both both characters had been around the block. And heck, Cassie and I both we've 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 been through a lot of life ourselves in our short time on this earth as well. And I thought this would be interesting to bring this kind of fun experience and have like a mature relationship. And And we're
4: working it out together. We both had bad track records. We're both really broken characters, which makes us interesting to watch because you never know what Eve or Brady are going to do collectively or separately. Um, But it's kind of nice to, you know, Take what we have on the page and really find a different level to it. And I think what we've done is taken it to, I think you, we're there's rooting factors for Brady and Eve, and you care about them because mm-hmm. you've really seen them struggle with other relationships. That's what kind of makes it cool. Um,
1: on that note, Eric, can you name all of Brady's relationships and what broke them up?
2: <sighs> You're testing me like that. Oh, gosh. Well,
4: well I can for the last... So for the last year, I can tell you it's been because uh, that's all we've been doing. Go ahead, go, you go ahead. It was it was Kristen, then it was Teresa, then it was Nicole, then it was Kristen, then it was Nicole, and then it was Teresa, and then it was Eve. And then, I guess that's all I can tell you right
2: now. Well, I remember, okay, well, if you have, if you want to say who it was and what broke him up, I guess first you have to go with Chloe, and their marriage was dissolved because he was jealous of her opera career, and he turned to drugs, so that screwed up their <laughs> marriage.
3: Same old uh, story. What is there? <laughs> He had a relationship
2: with Madison, which was his like business kind of madmen relationship, but she unfortunately was, was uh, blown up by a piece of glass as a result of... Gabby blowing up the underground of the town, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then you have Nicole who basically just uh, left him for you know his brother. Uh, you have Kristen that you know uh, slept with Eric once again. Oh my God, Eric has slept with all my women. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it,
4: well, I guess she she with life. you. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's brotherly love.
2: Huh. I guess maybe if he gets a new love interest, I'm going to have to hone in on her, show him a taste yeah. of his own medicine. <laughs>
1: Mm. Um, what I are think you talking about? I, nothing. Oh, I Excuse forgot.
2: Excuse me. What? Oh, hi, 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 Eve. I'm sorry. I forgot you on the phone. Right. <laughs>
1: how, how quickly he drops this hot potato! Mm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, oh. Well, he did pretty well. He skipped one. You forgot about Ariana.
2: <sighs> Ariana. That's right. She Ariana, who is she? Died. Who, I had two,
1: Ariana. <laughs> I had
2: two different portrayers too. One of which was my was Lindsay. Uh, Hartley from my passion says. Oh. And, uh, yeah, uh, Ariana, my God, I forgot about her.
4: Right, see how quickly oh, they Wait, wait, that. I forgot another one. What about Daniel's daughter? Oh, Summer. Uh, Melanie. Uh, oh, what? No. no, Molly Burnett. Yeah, oh, God,
2: Melanie. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm realizing that He's really That's bad that. at this. Yeah, this is, he's pathetic.
0: You need to flip through your ba- black book a little <laughs> bit more frequently because these names are clearly just uh, going to the recesses of your mind.
2: I think it would be healthier if I would let go of the past and look forward to the future because there the past go. is really gross.
3: There's
2: <laughs> 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 a lot of heartbreak in that past.
0: A lot of heartbreak. <laughs> All right, Cassie, I, yeah. have a, I have a question for you about Eve. So her major flings since coming back to Salem have been with her daughter's boyfriend, and her sister's ex. Now, that is, of course, I'm fabulously keep soapy. It in the yeah, okay. All right, well, I I'm, want your... yeah. I'm trying do you, to keep it in the family. <laughs> well, what do you think that says about Eve?
4: Uh, I think she's looking for love in all the wrong places.
0: Looking for love in all like, the wrong
4: places. Looking for love all the wrong places.
3: Looking
4: for yeah, love. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't... No, I think maybe she needs to get out more. Uh, <laughs> obviously, hey, God she's, um, she's dipping into the shallow end of the gene pool. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay,
1: well, what did you both think when you found out Jen Lilly was coming back?
2: We knew. It, oh, I think God. we knew it was inevitable. I mean, when you get kidnapped by a drug lord, you eventually have to escape somehow. <laughs> you know, you In my experience, there, yes.
4: perfect. Yeah, and it is a perfect foil, a perfect triangle for, you know, get us together and bring her back. And she has such a rooting factor. And um, who knew that she she was being a sex slave down in Mexico, you know, and I don't know how much sympathy Eve is really going to have for that. I mean, Eve might consider that a party. I'm not sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. What are we talking about here?
4: There we go. This is interesting.
2: Okay, we can go with this. Turn it into a good thing. No, I, I mean, I mean, Jen. Jen. She's she's just a. She is a ball of energy, man. She loves working, and whenever whenever she does come back, I know that she uh, she wants to make it the best she can make it, and she she came in guns blazing, and but but the great thing about it is, no matter how much history Therese and Brady have already accumulated, there's already a solid base out there that that just. Does really enjoy Brady and Eve together, so that that's what you strive for. I think when you're a creator of these stories, you you hope that you have two sides that have you know an equal amount of fight in them. And I, according to what I'm reading on social media, it's it's like a tie right now. I mean, they're they're going nuts yeah. for both sides, and I, I love when that happens. That's our job
3: to do that. Well, it's
4: not. It's it's really nice. I think Ron has constructed a great story because you. You're sad for everybody. You're sad that Brady has to make the choice. You're sad for Teresa, and you're sad for Eve. I mean, this past week has been heart-wrenching for all three characters, and then you throw in that little boy, and that just really is tough. Yeah, so.
2: exactly. Yeah, Teresa's art, and she has that. But you've bonded with him as well, so yeah. I, I
3: don't
2: know. I don't know. It's good. I mean, that makes a good Super Bowl when you've got two good teams. right? You don't want it to be mm-hmm. a blowout. Want to be a contest, and I think we got one.
1: Uh, now your scenes that you had when she came back were pretty intense. What were those like to film?
2: Oh, they were they were actually a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun because I, you know, I I, I do like to play with Jen. We have we have a certain rhythm and a, a certain dance that we do, and um, her eyes are just a they're just big balls of water. I mean, she she just she she wears her hurt and her upset, I think that's why she translates on TV so well, because her face is just, it's just made for that kind of anguish. You see it in her eyes. I mean, her eyes are huge. They're like the size of plums or something. <laughs> They're like these beautiful plums that, like, can can cry on a dime, and it's pretty amazing to watch. But
4: Well, speaking of your old dance, I have to say, as I was watching the show, with that big kiss that y'all laid... Oh, I knew I was going to hear about this. On, Go ahead. You know, I didn't get to see that when we were taping it because I was entering. You went on a long time, and you looked like you were enjoying just a little bit too much. I threw my shoes the TV. I don't know. I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, you should have come in for
4: the rehearsal then. <laughs> yeah, giving notes. I, I did want kind of to. That kind of stuff makes me... I know it's all pretend But my heart doesn't know the difference when I'm playing. So I go, oh, that would make me way too jealous. I'm going to wait and really experience it for the first time.
2: Oh, God. See, I didn't know how you felt about this. I would have sent you an edible arrangement or something. (laughs) (laughs) If you know, hey, listen, let me tell you something. If you notice, you'll see. If you really look carefully, my hands, I'm trying, I'm not holding her the way she's holding me. Like, I'm trying, I'm you know, yeah, I know. There's a fight there. Back
4: and forth, and your lips were awfully juicy. I saw that.
2: Lips <laughs> uh, <laughs> were sort of juicy? What are you talking about? Well, that's because she was messy that she, she was, was spitting juicy. on me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I've always loved Teresa and Brady. I remember when I first came on the show, you know, Teresa was kind of in a wicked way with Brady. Y'all were doing like drugs
3: and yeah, little apartment and dark. And
4: you... I and I liked it. I thought y'all were great together.
2: Oh, well, that's nice. And she was
4: it? leading you down the path of destruction.
2: And 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 funny enough, if I may return the uh, the tennis ball to your corner, I I would sit from afar and watch the relationship that you were building and had with with A Martinez and that 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 whole thing. Remember that that whole, I forget the set where you you blew up at each other and yeah. you just. Oh, it was. I mean, that was yeah,
4: that was great was, to watch he was too. Great. He, he's such a fine actor, and that was fun. That was a, you know, that was the end of my first go around. So I remember. I was sad. You know, I was like, oh man, that's gonna. End. I know. But I, yeah, it was it was good. It was good. We had we had really powerful material because of Paige's death. So it was on the page, and I got to work with A, and he's just a force of nature.
3: Well, story. you
2: took it off the page and turned it into something transcendent, Thank my dear. You.
4: Thank you, darling. Sure. Thank you, darling. <laughs> so I'm getting the sense Thank that you, you two
1: don't really like each other that much off-camera?
4: Not really. <laughs> no. Not really at all. I'm for it, you know... I, okay, I'll work with him. That's what I said. Okay.
2: It's my job. Sure. You know, I have to pretend you know. she's okay. and that,
4: Yeah. You yeah.
2: know. No. We don't have to talk No,
4: about he reminds me... He seems very familiar to me. He reminds me he reminds me of, of Jimmy.
3: You always say Jimmy that. Yeah. Was,
4: I know when he was in his 40s. You know, Jimmy's 20 years older than Martzoff. but I, you know, he just there's something familiar. So it's easy to work with him. Eric is a delight to work with. He's always prepared. He's so good. And it's, it's easy. Uh, there's no drama. You know, we have our fun laugh down in the dressing room as we're working out <laughs> our material. But, it's, but but bon set, it's smooth. It's, you know, it's, I get in my car and go, well, that? I don't mean, know if I had that easy button. It goes, that was easy. <laughs> it really, <laughs> so yeah. Like I push every day. Well,
2: thank you. That was easy. Your words are so sweet. I don't know if I'm deservant of all that cast, but because it, it takes yeah, two. Yeah. Look, I married a dancer, and I've, uh, if I've learned anything, it takes two to tango you cannot have you cannot have the the dance without the other partner and and I was I'm, I am still lucky enough to be working with you and it's it's I would any time in any any place on any network <laughs>
4: thank you thank you
0: hope you're listening weather channel days of our lives as you both know had an amazingly historic huge exciting night at the daytime emmys this year what was it like to be yes, in the did. audience and to experience that electricity, and what has it been like on the set in the wake of it?
2: We're so proud. Our peacock feathers are just standing up on, it, on their ends. We, um,
4: That's right. I mean, we did look I at it. Go, go ahead, Cass. Well, I had the fortune, the great fortune, of being able to sit beside Bill and Susan at the award ceremony. So I just felt like, oh, my gosh, of all the other than sitting, I didn't get to sit beside Eric, but I sitting beside them. And it was just—I felt like I was so part of the history. Yeah, how'd you get those and seats every, anyway? I don't know, but every category, date, time, every every category, somewhere along the line, days was mentioned in it. It seemed. It was just really wonderful. It was magical.
2: It was a big night for our show. I think it was also—I mean, we we didn't we didn't really achieve much of anything at the creatives. So I, I I think our initial reaction was of just. Such surprise that we were able to do so well at the at, at the Emmys themselves. So it was it was it was it was a shock. It was just, it was a great mm-hmm. big awesome surprise for the show and and uh, and,
4: and anyway, I enjoyed walking the red carpet with Eric. We had oh yeah, fun. we had fun, didn't we? It was, it was just easy. It did. It wasn't for what one. The weather was fine. You know, it wasn't sweltering. But I just enjoyed walking the carpet. It was laid back, and you know when you're not nominated. <laughs> or, you know, you're kind of showing up and enjoying the whole process. It's uh, there's a
1: it's, it's great. Yeah. Okay, so now Eric, you won in 2015. Where do you keep your Emmy?
2: I keep it on. Uh, it actually moves around a little bit because my my family is. I've I've actually been moving my family around uh, in the past couple of years. I mean, we literally moved back from Vegas a year ago, and now we're back in California. So uh, Emmy's been traveling, but she she sits up on the mantle. It's got to be high enough so my my three dogs and my two boys can't reach it.
3: Um,
2: because it's, it's funny because now my boys, when I first won it, they wanted to use it as a weapon to, to poke each other with, with the wings. Um, mm-hmm. But then I put a kibosh on that. But now they're getting to the point where when they have friends over, they like to show it off to their friends. Like, and then I kind of stand in the kitchen like, you know, the proud papa, but they they want to talk about it. And they're like, yeah, you know, my dad got this, da 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 da, da. <laughs> It's just kind of cute That's to see your, your kids yeah, happy for your achievements, you know.
1: I'm um, a show and tell. Where's your I Cassie? Think many. Oh. Mine is in my dreams.
2: Which is ridiculous.
1: I mean, mine, Cassie's
0: is in my dreams, too. I, I think it is a grave injustice, Cassie.
2: <laughs> I just want to hear her acceptance speech. Can you imagine the F-bombs you're going to throw up there on stage.
4: 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, man.
2: It is not definitive of the talent of an actor or actress in our little industry, whether or not you have that statue or not. My, my, my... Oh, I,
4: agree. I, I agree. just,
2: I just believe it's all about who's lucky enough to be given the material. I think, I think I've said this before, but, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but there's 80, 90% of the actors that we work with around here that are perfectly capable of, of turning in Emmy performance material. It's, it's just all about whether they're, they're given the chance to do so. And I think yeah. that year when I won, they, they gave me a beautiful story on this, this attic that was just on his last last rung of the ladder. And, and it was, I was just lucky. You gotta give, but you've got to be given the material in order to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a ton of talented people in these hallways, just a ton of them. And a lot of their best performances have yet to be seen. I am. I'm working today.
4: Well, doggone I can't it. tell you what I'm Man. filming. That would be cheating. Uh-oh. uh-oh. She might get jealous. Well, say hello to everybody.
2: I'm not sleeping with anyone today. I can tell you that, though. So.
4: Well, that's a rare moment. <laughs> All right. Smartass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, switching gears okay. a little. So, Eric, it has been 10 years since we last saw Ethan Crane. Paint for us a picture of where he is today.
2: Oh, that's a good one. Oh, crud. Um, (laughs) Where would Ethan be today? Well, I guess he'd probably be on a beach with Teresa, drinking pina coladas, hanging out, hopefully sleeping, because the poor guy was in the same love triangle
3: (laughs) trying to, you
2: know, for ten years, it never changed. You got to admire that dedication to one storyline, right? Oh yeah. I mean, literally. And poor Liza Huber, who who played Gwen, that whole time she had to be the other woman, the wife that knew deep down in her heart that this guy has the hots for the maid's daughter, and I'm never, he's never going to stop looking at her. And she was right. And in the end, <laughs> he's he's on a beach with Teresa somewhere, probably making sweet sweet love. That's that would be my.
0: Supposition, Eric. You were obviously uh, introduced to daytime fans via Passions, uh, which, you know, remains a, a fan favorite among a lot of viewers. What stands out to you when you look back on the time that you spent on Passions? And do you and Galen Goering, who you were with on that show and are now with on Days of Our Lives, do you ever reminisce about the Harmony Gang?
2: We do. We do. Um, and interestingly enough, I think very recently in these hallways, passions has come up quite a bit. I mean, I don't think Ron Carlevati is afraid to stretch his pen into the supernatural realm. And, I mean, we are bringing back people from the dead, um, you know, with the with the rise of Will Horton, and, and we're, we're, he's not afraid to go there and to, I think, tip his cap to those kinds of things that soap viewers are willing to accept as part of the genre. You know, you, you have to accept a little bit of the outlandish and... And be a fan of that if you're truly a soap fan. I think he understands that. So <laughs> the the difference between days and passions recently, that line has been very blurred because we have a lot of crazy stuff going on in our program right now. But um, but it's it's it, that that will always be one of my greatest memories. I mean, that show gave me my start, and it it does still have a lot of uh, fans out there that that love to talk about it and. They, they write stories about what would happen after, after the finale, and they, they present me with all these Passions materials. Every time I do a Days fan event, I think there's more Passions fans there than Days, but they all love just the same. They love both shows.
0: Now, Cassie, if we're going backwards from the online reboot, it has been five years since you last played Blair, one of my all-time favorite characters on Soaps. Now, I don't want to influence your answer when I ask where do you think she is now, but I will warn you. That you will break my heart if you say anything but living happily ever after with Todd.
4: <laughs> Always happily ever after with Todd. She can't get him out of. Oh, thank God. Her heart. Um, they're they're running banning Enterprises and they're doing. You know, she's working the club and. Art's got grand. She's got grandchildren. I would say Jack is definitely working with his dad and Sam is. He's just, he kind of stays close to me, he's still in high school, and that's that, that's what's going on with him. But you know, since the Chew's been canceled, you just never know what's going to happen. Wouldn't it be you great? You never,
2: never know.
4: It would be great for, I would
1: love a Super <laughs> Soap reboot, like a <laughs> combo of All My Children and Wouldn't that life. be
4: crazy? I didn't i didn't know that you was on the chopping block. I didn't know that until, you know, yesterday, I guess. It I don't think anyone did. I think well, that came I'm, as a
1: big surprise.
3: Yeah,
4: I mean, no, I, don't, I think you're some right. Some of my friends have lost some producing jobs, but um, I think that there is a lot. There are a lot of All My Children and One Life to Live fans that are secretly happy.
2: Maybe it's time to bring. <laughs> them I know back. that sounds
4: terrible. I mean, I, don't, I think those, those, that ship has sailed as far as One Life to Live and All My Children, but I don't think ABC is ready to reinvest in that. But you know, it's. It would be it's a nice thought for all the fans that are still hoping consider us
1: yeah in that group that I'll would help. be amazing, um, so Cassie, you obviously have a very special connection with that show, and the actors when you went through your cancer battle, so many of your co stars rallied to your side. What did it mean to you, and what is just your experience there? you know
4: it's fair truly the whole daytime community to me is it's still it it feels very much like family, and being on even my some of the cast members from The Guiding Light I'm friendly with still, I keep in touch with, and then One likes to Live, absolutely. I mean, it's just family, and then Days of Our Lives, Days of Our Lives and One Life to Live, especially when I was battling and going through a hard time. They text me, emailed, called, and it was quite lovely, and it meant the world to me. I mean, I, there, there are no words for that. It was it was beautiful. Gave me strength.
0: Um, Cassie, uh, as many listeners of this podcast can attest, your husband is being very, very, very naughty on General Hospital, uh, where he plays <laughs> Doctor Bench. No, I think he's just being a little creepy.
2: Creepy. The way you said that was creepy.
4: He's a little creepy, just a little um, bit. This have you been watching? I have not. I you know I, I get clips of it through social media on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is you know he's just now starting to get extra creepy, I guess. But I didn't know that he was going to be going down that down that road. But I think that they have definitely paved that road, put a bridge on it, and yeah, he's he's definitely going the full creep. Gotten gotten a one way ticket to Creep predator. Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I'm excited, you know, once you know what you're doing, you know, daytime we only know like 10%. If we sign on to do a contract role, we know 10% of what we're doing, the length of that arc, because they're writing it as they go. And I think, you know, a year ago, Jimmy started this role, as recurring, and he didn't know that that's where they were taking it, but now that it looks like that's where they're taking it, he's just... I mean, we as actors, we just have to embrace it and get on the horse and ride.
2: Do you think you would? Do you think so. you would have accepted the role if he if he had known where it was going to go?
4: Probably, because it's yeah. yeah. But I don't. But but when he accepted it, he didn't know it was going to be this. But now that it's taken a shift. When I was when I accepted the role for Eve, I didn't know I was going to be a pseudo predator with JJ. You know, I didn't know that. <laughs> like. <laughs> Four months into the work, and somebody said, you this is the storyline." I said, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, Brady, I didn't know
2: like, I was signing up. I didn't know I was signing up to be an addict either. The most I knew about Brady Black was that he was a really nice guy that was married to this woman, and that's really all I knew. And then all of a sudden, I get in a boardroom somewhere, and Gary Tomlin looks at me and he goes, "Okay, so you're a full blown addict." <laughs> okay, all right, let's go
4: Yeah, So, they, they, but, but once you know that Then it gives you Then you, you change your choices Based on that point of view You don't want to give too much away Because we don't know what we're doing Day to day in real life But um, I, I kind of like to know Where I'm going I do
2: too And they don't like to like give to- it up Very easily around here, do they? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They like to play Mm-mm. their cards Very close to their chest and yeah. it's frustrating sometimes because I'm like, it's okay, you can tell me. I'm not going to tell anybody. They're like, eh, we're not going to tell you.
4: You're like, it won't well, even be we on screen for out of a year. Sequence, too. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> exactly. But, and we shoot things out of sequence, too. And sometimes, I mean, I want to say, two weeks ago, I had a 20-episode spread. Because we had had two weeks off or a certain amount of time off. And, yeah, it was like... A twenty episode spread, and if you don't know what's going on, if you're playing something, it's like, oh, that happened in between there. Didn't know that. Oops.
2: And we have a we have a lot of. I mean, it, it's no surprise we have a lot of comings and goings right now on our program. I mean our our show right now is is going through some substantial changes, uh, and uh, so there's a there's a lot of shuffle going on. So <laughs> I think all of us are. We're like waiting patiently in our dressing rooms, waiting for that script to come under our door because we're all, we're all very interested in hearing about what's going to happen. I mean, we're all, we all kind of find out the way the fans do in a sense. We just, uh, yeah. we open up that little piece of green paper and look at those lines and nine times out of 10, can't believe what's, what's, what's going on. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun.
1: Yeah. Well, on that note, with your casting changes, Kyle Louder is back in the building. Uh, Eric, how has it been to...
2: Wait, hold on. There he is.
1: Hey Kyle. Hey, Kyle.
2: He's he's over there in the corner doing (laughs) (laughs)
1: push-ups. How has it been to be together?
2: He's... Kyle's Kyle's cool. Kyle is um i mean he 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 takes this whole thing with a great sense of humor as well you know he, he walked in the hallways and gave me a big hug and said Do you believe this i'm like no this is this is absolutely nuts but i think i think obviously the, the fans and the creators are going to have have fun with this and you know you have you have the two brady's sitting there you know talking to each other and it's it's just it's just funny i mean it is it's pretty nostalgic to watch and we're we're just taking it in stride. And, you know, obviously he's, he's coming back as, as a different character, which I don't think has been disclosed yet. Stephanie, you probably know, but I'm not going to say it here on the podcast. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> but uh, it's fun. I mean, I'm, I've been doing this for too long not to embrace these, these you know, funny little changes in games. It's, it's just a revolving door, and you've you got to embrace it. And that's, and that's what we're doing. We're having fun.
1: Well, that is good news. Um, Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. This was fun.
2: Well, thank you for having us be a part of it. I appreciate it.
1: And we will talk to you soon.
4: Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you, fans, for tuning in and keep tuning in and keep watching, keep asking questions. And we will kind of give you what you need.
1: (laughs) All righty. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to Cassie and Eric for being our guests. Be sure to pick up the new issue on sale now and come back next week for a new podcast, Dishing with Digest.